Got a second. Mills for three. Yes! Forbes recovers. Still plenty of time. Back to DeMar. Oh, mama! DeRozan! Oh, Rudy Gates blocked that one. Here's Forbes. He piles. Yes! Oh, mama! Ben Forbes! Trying to yell. Here comes DeMar. Yes, it's good! And DeRozan gives the Spurs the lead! But five and a half seconds to go! Welcome to At The Line Post Game. We are currently in my hotel room here in San Antonio as Mac and I finally do our first in-person podcast. How was the game tonight? Oh man, that game was, and sorry for my voice by the way, but that game was fantastic. Um, I think it was a little bit grittier than it needed to be. And um, the Spurs obviously should have won that by a, a wider margin, but it was um, it was still a really good game to go and experience, especially with Davis Bertans doing so well. I I think it was a vast improvement from that Knicks game, just especially if you look at the matchups, the matchups, the stats. It was just a very much more improved game than the Spurs had against the Knicks, which is always good, and just a good all around game. Yeah, there was some defensive lapses but they never really let the Wizards take control of the game themselves as we we saw as we were watching the replays 17 times tied 23 different lead changes and no one got a lead over double digits Spurs had the biggest lead with nine that's the longest run of the game that's kind of insane yeah I think they um like like you said it they, they cleaned up their game they were a little bit better I think their defense still has some some way to go and obviously these rotations that they're working through are going to um, are going to play into that, but at the same time, um, we didn't see the same mistakes that they were making game one versus the Knicks with the turnovers, and that helped tremendously. Yeah, if you look at the turnovers numbers compared to twenty one against the Knicks, this time they only had nine, which is a good 12, a good eleven twelve point di- difference, if you would say. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and not to mention. Um, you know, with those turnovers, obviously you get the score off of it. And I think that the Knicks scored uh, 34 points or 24 points off of um, off of those turnovers. So it, it helped them a lot and made the game a lot closer. Um, this one, obviously, there was there were some issues again with their defensive rotations. Um, and in the first quarter, you know, the Spurs didn't help themselves. They were shooting pretty poorly. Um, but at you know at, at the end of the game, you know Demar Derozan had a fantastic fourth quarter. Uh, Dejounte Murray was completely consistent as as much as you want him to be. Derek White made some pretty big shots. So did Bryn Forbes. Um, and then we saw you know Lonnie Walker come in and make some good some good moves also. So uh, they eventually did bring it all together um, in the fourth quarter. And I think that's the biggest thing that that we we have to take going forward is. This team is finding ways to win these really, really ugly games. It is. And if you that if you look at that fourth quarter, especially DeMar DeRozan, five for six in the fourth quarter alone, and he didn't get any easy shots and he worked four of his five shots that he made were all from mid range. And the one that he made from inside was the essentially the game winner. It's DeMar We've seen DeMar have these slow starts early on, and I know that's that can be really frustrating for some Spurs fans, but he's showing up in these fourth quarters where it really matters, where it really counts, and where it's the most important. Yeah, you prefer your player to be there for all four quarters, but it doesn't hurt whenever they are at least showing up in the fourth when you really need them showing up and scoring for you. And DeMar did that tonight. Yeah, actually, that kind of goes against his antithesis of, like, his... that DeMar's a choker. Um, you know, he's he has that rap about him, but he's shown these past two games that um, even though he starts slow, like you were saying, you know, he finishes really, really strong in the fourth. And so hopefully he carries that and continues to, to work on that, and he's just consistent all throughout. But I think it, it is actually a really good thing that he's finishing the fourth extremely strong. And his defensive game looks like it's improving at least somehow, a little bit, fairly at least in the box score. Two steals and one block. One block for him tonight as we record this. And, and do you think DeJounte being around, with, and especially being 
if you round Pop in general, do you think that's helping improve DeMar's defensive game? I think that's helping improve everybody's defensive game, actually. Um, you have that vocal leader that's that's or you have that person that's going to tell you, hey, you know, you need to you know check this out or or do this a little bit better. I don't think DJ is is afraid to get in anybody's face. Not that I'm saying they would, but at least vocalize it. And he even mentioned it himself, you know, in the preseason that he used to send Demar these clips and and he would say, you know, hey, this is what you can do better, or this is how we can get you better involved. So I I don't doubt that he's he's actually doing that. And I think overall defensively, DJ is bringing a new mindset to the team. And um, you know, we've seen that we've seen that tenacity and grit these these past two games. Definitely having two steals, one block himself. Only got one foul too. That's pretty impressive. Him and Demar not drawing, foul, not causing fouls. Now I think we saw a few issues with the Spurs. Spurs they were getting some really, really ticky tack calls throughout the game. Especially Rudy Gay getting that one, that one blocking foul that was really off. That was just really weird. I didn't know that we were frustrated yeah, with that. I mean Wagner, Wagner got got both. Um, Wagner is the center on on. On Washington's team, but he got both Lamarcus and Rudy, like with some really ticky tack fouls. So I don't know what was going on, but it really seemed like um, the refs were. I mean, it was just really weird. Definitely, <laughs> some of the calls, some of the calls were were, were just strange. I, I mean, I was I was you know taken aback on some of them. So the Spurs three point. Let's go to the three point shooting, which kind of seemed off tonight at some points, especially first early. To start off, the Spurs went went one and nine, and it kind of it seemed like something. They just seemed like they weren't getting anything going at first, and then they had that really crazy series where it's like they got three or four offensive boards and missed every single one. <laughs> yeah, that was like in the beginning of the game where they couldn't they couldn't there was like a lid on on the rim something it did never go go down. Yeah, it, it was crazy, but that leads me to to that twenty one offensive boards for this team tonight. That is. Outstanding, especially whenever your defensive, re- when that's only maybe about ten less than your defensive rebounding, your defensive rebounds. That's what the Spurs team needs, especially from Trey Lyles, from Yakupertle, and especially Dejounte, who got a double double tonight with nineteen points and ten rebounds. Dude was dude had like six re- six rebounds going into the half. <laughs> yeah, I mean for for Trey Lyles, I think. You know, we're starting to see, or the big question mark was, hey, why is Trey Lyles playing, you know, the four spot? And um, I think it's it's coming because of the fact that he's very good, or he's been playing very good on the boards. He's he's extremely active. He can switch pretty well. Um, but he had the third most rebounds, or fourth most. Yeah, third, third or fourth most rebounds um, on the team for only playing 17 minutes. You have, you know, DeJounte, which got 10. You he know, led the 10. team in rebounds. Yeah, he led the team in rebounds with 10. And he played 23 minutes. Then you had LaMarcus and um, and Rudy Gay. And both of them played over 27 minutes. So Trey Lyles playing 10 minutes less and um, getting seven rebounds is, is pretty phenomenal. So And that's pretty good what you want. Um, that spot at that four because L.A. can come out a little bit and he doesn't have to play around the rim as much. Um, and Trey Lyles can do the dirty work down there in the blocks. Definitely. And just I think it's a good rebounding team. This team rebounded all well around. I think there was that five players that had five or more rebounds each. DeJounte led the team as a guard, as a 6'5 guard, and he got t- <laughs> he led the team in rebounding Yeah, somehow. But Rudy and, Rudy and Lamar- LaMarcus, they were cleaning the glass. Pirtle. That man was defending all night whenever he, because he didn't play that much. But whenever he did, that man was showing up and blocking any shot that he'd get. Three blocks a night. A nice little glass cleaner too. And in, in the first half, I know that got me out of my seat. Yeah, he was he was a steady he was a steady line a stat line. He had six rebounds, uh, four assists, and three blocks. And then you know he also put in six points. And and his I don't think his. Um, I don't think the stats necessarily tell Jakob's game fairly faithfully. Exactly. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of things that the stats are not going to show. It's only those. It's only the times that you actually watch the game that you see how disruptive disruptive he is, and uh, how much he you know he he puts on the floor. I mean, I think he was on one of the times where he. I don't know if it was him or somebody else, but um, there was a turnover. 
and um, Jakob was on the floor, and he sprinted all the way down. He was one of the first, I think it was only him and another spur that, that was there. Um, and those are the types of plays, those hustle plays, you know, that you want to see from your players, even if they are a rotation guy. That's what you want to see, and Jakob's bringing a lot of that. I think another guy that was also, he that finally got a play that I think everyone was excited <laughs> about finally, but his box score doesn't really show the... Show the uh, <laughs> I don't even know if the mic's picking that up. You you need to go on. We can do the the ASMR thing. Lonnie, 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 Lonnie. <laughs> At the line, we, you're number one provider for Spurs ASMR. ASMR Spurs. But also, if you guys did not follow our Twitter for the game, go make sure you go follow the Twitter At the Line Pod and look at the broadcast that we had pregame. I don't think we we didn't do one mid game, but we did one post game. Yeah, no. you know, and we posted some videos too of us chanting Lonnie. <laughs> we we were we were literally chanting Lonnie because we thought we we need to get this guy in the in the in the game. Yep. And I love that we kept we kept yelling, not this guy. Whenever <laughs> whenever Marco got in, Marco's probably gonna block this podcast. <laughs> we were very vocal. But, yeah, we were pretty vocal about about Marco not subbing in. Every time he would sub in, we would be like, oh my god, no, not Marco, not this guy. <laughs> Just like the Rudy game <laughs> We had a lot of fun tonight, though. But overall, it was a fun night. One, one, and then one more um, one more player that I want to point out was no, but, our man, Davis Bertans. I, hold on, I was going to... I think get go come back to Lonnie, then we'll go to Davis. Oh, okay, okay. I, I completely we got off time. Okay, but Lonnie got a good five minutes in and played some really good defensive defensive minutes in the early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately got to miss his buck his only bucket because I was trying to get ice cream. But <laughs> you but, ended up with chicken tenders somehow because the ice cream because their checkout machine wasn't working. I'm like I need to see Lonnie and because I. Because I was like trying to watch the screen, and you can't really see it. Yeah, it's a tiny and then screen. suddenly everyone started cheering for someone checking in. I'm like. Shit, that has to be Lonnie. <laughs> I was just like, wait, you said you wanted ice cream and you come back with chicken tenders. <laughs> like a basket of chicken tenders. Hey, that chicken was good, man. It filled me up. Um, but no, Lonnie, again, this was one of those things where I think the momentum shift, especially in the fourth quarter, um, was was spurred by Lonnie. Um, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended, but... It was he was he was the catalyst I think for it and and it got it got everybody hyped especially the AT and T Center, um, the AT and T Center was rocking when Lonnie came in and then obviously they took uh, the Spurs took charge, and kind of manhandled the fourth so that was good. It it was yeah it was Lonnie I think, and he played for a good good a little bit even though it was five minutes according to the box score he it felt like it was a little bit longer yeah absolutely because he, he was just playing some valuable minutes and he was doing some really good defensive pressure. Especially right next was he right next to Dejounte. That's a kind of a lineup that you really want to see. Yes. And I I know the dream lineup is those two and add Derek in there. I think that would be the dream lineup. But when you have Bren going cooking the way that he's been cooking, you kind of want that man on the floor. He he took the he took the I want to say the fourth most shots in fourteen. He only shot forty two percent, but he was four for nine from three pointers. So like most of he's really the only. Three-pointer on the team that's shooting in volumes, especially whenever out of your fourteen shots, nine of them are three-point attempts. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think it's it's because he's he's actually receiving, um, or he's the main focus as far as the three-pointers go. Because last year, you know, you had Davis was kind of the main guy, and then Bryn, and then Patty as well. So you had three guys. Now this one is, you know, you see that Bryn is actually starting. Um, and he's the main, main three-point shooter, so he's the main knockdown guy. Um, he's kind of like the J.J. Redick of the team. Definitely. All right, now, since you did mention Davis of previous seasons. My bad. Dude, he had a man. He, like you said, he pitched a perfect game. I told you. I freaking told seven you. Seven for seven. I freaking told you. Seven for seven from the field, five for five from three. This man was 100% from the three-point line. I promise, he, was, he's only, he missed one free throw, though. So he's only four, four for five. So it wasn't completely Jeez. perfect, but as a complete game, though, he almost pitched a perfect game. Dude had twenty. His return to the AT and T center. He, was I th- there's a reason why he was one of the best three point shooters in the league because he is so much. He is so comfortable in that in that AT and T center. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it showed, especially being the second leading scorer right behind Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal kind of had an iffy night, and I think that was because due to good defense from Dejounte and Derek. Absolutely, he only shot eight for twenty five. 
three for eight from three. Yeah, and he he did get a double double with the eleven assists because he's just, he's a good playmaker, and he, I don't think anyone can doubt that. He's the leader of that team with John Wall out. Add on that, Rui had a really solid game Rui for was, a rookie. Yeah, Rui was giving it to Trey Lyles and Rudy Gay. Man, he did not back down. He had a great game. Um, at sixteen points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. He he was filling out the box score. Uh, I mean, he was just stuffing the stat sheet, and he played almost forty minutes, and he was he was doing phenomenal. I can definitely understand. I can definitely understand now why, um, you know, the Wizards took him at twelve, and the Spurs were extremely interested in him because he looked great. Definitely, and it's... so whoever out there said that Rui was gonna suck. Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of people saying everyone to go delete your Demar tweets, and I don't blame I don't, them. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, well, again, and this one person pointed out, he's like, you know, because I had tweeted or I had favored somebody's tweet about, um, like, don't. Somebody said don't extend Demar, and I still don't think we should extend Demar. But he said don't extend Demar, and then like right beneath one of my replies was, or one of my tweets was like, oh my god, Demar, when he did when he hammer dunk that thing um but again things happen in 30 minutes so you know what whatever dude you know it changes that's that's why it's called live tweeting because it's dynamic just you know, back <laughs> off <laughs> and i'll say because it um before the game because we got there we got there pretty early here it's some fun yeah we did but uh before the starting lineups well going uh i'm blanking out a name Right now, I've hated <laughs> I, Jeff Garcia. I was on Locked On, and he asked me before the game. He was asking me, "Is a uh, Dolphins going to get a get a pre get a nice tribute video?" I said, "Hell yes!" And we got that tribute video. We can find that on our Twitter at the Line Pod. That's such a great tribute video too. Yeah, it was really good, and I think. Um... When they showed Davis at the end, he definitely looked like he he still wanted. He was longing to be in the silver and black. And there was a there was a video pregame where he was meeting with some kids, and someone asked him his favorite colors, and he says, "I only got two, silver and black." And it's and you forget that this guy didn't leave. This guy was forced into trade, yeah. and it really sucks because he was. It seemed like he was happy here. Yep. He was really successful. Although I think that. I think he's going to get much more, many more minutes with Washington. I think he's going to have a really good situation in DC, just because he's going to get more attention. He's going to get more minutes. I think he's going to get a bigger, a better spotlight. Plus, he gets an easier East Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, as much as I don't want to see Davis go, I don't want to see him on our team, and as much as he misses, I think he's going to have a better situation. Probably get himself a better contract in the long run, just because he's going to have more minutes and more opportunities in Washington. Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Popovich and, and Patho are going to try to, you know, are going to have contract talks with him because um, I think he's a free agent after this season. Um, and, you know, if they bring him back, that's going to be fantastic. I think he would, he would fill in that 3-4 spot really, really well, especially, obviously, if he's taking, you know, Marco's minutes and taking some other people's minutes. Anyone that takes Marco minutes, Marco <laughs> minutes is better than Marco. Well, unless you have, like, something that's completely terrible that doesn't play. Um, or can't play, but as far right I now, think Marco's, anyone can play better defense than Marco at this point. Good on this point. Team, on this I team. think even like Isaiah Thomas can play better defense than Marco. Dude, Pat, let's talk about it. Patty Mills. Patty Mills on Isaiah Thomas was the best was, matchup. <laughs> was like an uh, an underlined story that I don't think is going to get enough attention. But Patty Mills did an excellent job on it. And I'm, obviously, because he's taller, but he still did a really good job on it. Like when it comes to Patty playing against players that are closer to his height, because he just he's undersized in this league, right. especially against some of these other guards. Right. But whenever he gets to a guard that's kind of similar size, that's even maybe even shorter, he does show that he's his experience will show there, and that he can be a much better defender if it's against a guy his size, which it limits him as a defender, but still shows that his experience does count. I mean, I think I think everybody wanted to see FIBA Patty come into play, and I think he's played up to that expectation. He's done pretty well. Um, he's not, you know, knocking down knocking down the points like like we want him to. Um, you know, he's shooting right now. He's shooting. He only had six points, um, two assists, but um, I think the tenacity is still there. He's moving around constantly, trying to get open. Um, he's you know shifting the um, the scheme there you know with the team and so he's always trying to find that open shot and so i think he i think the fiba patty is definitely here 
Only if we can get him to score a little bit more, that'd be great. But I think he's still doing pretty efficient for the time he has. Definitely. And he also had that nice buzzer beater in the first quarter. Yes, it was, he did. Marco had a good assist. I'll give him that because yes. he, he kind of fought down, fought down the field, right. down the court. And Patty just took, that, took a nice catch and shoot, dribble. I think one dribble drains it at the buzzer. And then Derek White had a nice fadeaway in the third. Derek White did have a really good fadeaway. I like that. That was that was very like um, Kawhi, Michael Jordan-esque. Can I still say Kawhi on this thing, on this podcast? Yes, this is like the only podcast. Like, we, we're okay with Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, we can't say Unlocked On. That's number two, but... He's I, number two. This is our podcast, damn it. We can say Kawhi. I think... Because we both respect Kawhi in some, some aspect. Right. All right, when we come back from this, we're going to talk a bit more about this game, as well as some of our antics that we decided to have at the game itself. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. This is At The Line. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Have you ever listened to At The Line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use. And guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you, and they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many a more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it, you can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place so make sure to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast hey this is jeff garcia if you're looking for the best coverage when it comes to your silver and black look no further than to the spur zone which you can find at news san antonio and fox 29 san antonio.com from articles to podcasts and everything in between, make sure to go to the Spur Zone and follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spur Zone. And we are back here at on at the line. I forgot our podcast name. I was about to say Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that podcast way too much lately. Way, way too much. Bro, I can't stay away from that podcast. Uh, Jeff likes me though. That's okay. I'll take it. I know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> But uh, we had a really fun night at AT&T Center tonight. Today's been a damn busy day for me. I've been up since 5 a.m. <laughs> and it is currently almost midnight. It is 11.53 as we so. As we record this. Yep. But I'm still awake somehow. Talk about the grind. That's the grind. But I was like, I went to work. I woke up at 5 a.m., went to work at 6 to 1. Had my radio show from noon to 1. Flew out of Love Field to San Antonio. You we, you picked me up. We stopped here at the at the hotel. Then we went out, and got some good some good Mexican food. Yeah. Then we went to the AT and T Center pretty damn early. Had some fun. <clears throat> but, so we took got a picture of the coyote. Get a picture of the coyote. Yeah. Then yeah. we I photobombed Matt Bonner. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Bonner. So <laughs> Dan Weiss. So we were on TV though. <laughs> at least I was with, um, for some people. Well, some people actually saw you. In the corner, in your, in your amazing poncho. I know. Hey, that poncho was a showstopper. It was legit. You had like six people like stop and ask you. <laughs> Literally, I mean, people were were stopping me and asking me about where I got my poncho from. I got it from Mexico, guys. It was from my dad. So sorry. and then and then randomly during like one of the timeouts, the coyote is wearing the your same wearing poncho. The same damn poncho. It's like you. I saw that poncho, and then before coyote came out, I saw some short, even guy that's shorter than you. Wearing that, wearing the same poncho, I'm like, damn. I honestly don't know like where my dad got it, but I think he, I mean he's in Mexico right now, so I'm pretty sure he got it from Mexico. Well, tell him to get me another one. I'll have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, but yeah, we so we were on TV. We were re- representing <laughs> the, at the line. I positioned myself perfectly right to the right of I think was it Dan? Yes. I, I was perfectly set to the right of Dan, and at the end of the frame, wearing the at the line hoodie. <laughs> 
It was a perfect placement. Free airtime. That's all I gotta say. I had like I had like six people say, "Is this is that tie?" <laughs> I look like a douchebag half the time on it too. I feel like a dumbass. Why did you say that? Why you, just because I feel like I just look like a douchebag. You look like a security guard just standing there, like all shoulders up. No, but I'm like smiling like a dumbass too because I'm like I'm I'm happy that I'm like on TV. Also, let's mention this: Matt Bonner is fucking slim. Yeah, Matt Bonner looking really good. I think he's he's probably doing the same regimen as like Tim Duncan. Cause dude looks like fucking Luca. Yeah, he could still. Yeah, I think he could still play too for sure. Dude, he looks healthy. Still looks great. Young, young. Yep. He looks as slim as Luca was on draft night. <laughs> Probably. Or Luca's got to build up to him. Yeah. But damn, he because he had like that slim fit suit on too. All right, let's look at the favorite part of the night. The the lo, the lorita, lorita, loteria, loteria, lo. Loteria. Loteria. There we go. There we go. Loteria cards. Unfortunately, I lost the El Marco one because it burned in a fire. <laughs> he just blocked you. <laughs> you just you just hearing that. But we have a we have a few favorite cards that we got because we got four different packs. Because originally the in, the incentive of me having my, having give me your ticket was your wife had to get my cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry about that. Luckily, um, we just asked for two extra cards and then. We got Two extra card sets, and we got it. Right. So they were just handing those out like candy. But we got the La Fiesta. We got the Los Raptors, which is like the it's like the Jurassic Park truck. Well, so if you guys don't know, let's just preface this for a little bit. But tonight was Hispanic Heritage Month, or Heritage, Heritage Night, and so the Spurs were going all out with, um, with Loteria, with Fiesta colors. Um, it was everywhere. The entire AT&T Center was just decked out in... in you know Hispanic heritage Fiesta colors, and it was great. Um, and so, along with that, every attendant that was going to the game today received a deck of cards um, that was for the that was loteria based. So um, we chose our favorites out of here. You can actually play the game. Like the Spurs did a really cool thing with their Spurs app. If you download the Spurs app, you can play the um, the loteria game along with your um, with your deck of cards so that's a really cool interactive way to get involved um, but we chose our favorites here and these are the ones that we have yeah so and have... some of these are really some visuals so I highly suggest looking at these download the Spurs app and looking at the cards but we get we also got some of our favorite players in here of course yep. we, got, we got Elani Elani Elani, Elani, Elani. We should have changed that. I know we should have chanted that the entire night. Uh, we got El Marcus just because he's always showing up. It was a beast. The El Hype Squad. That look, it's a guy doing one handstand, which just looks badass to be honest. Also, did we, the jerseys that the Hype Squad had because they had like their own like little jerseys. Yeah, they, they looked badass. They were customized for sure, and they did look really good. I I wouldn't want them on like an actual legitimate jersey, but. They would look like they would look like they would have been awesome warm up um, definitely attire because it's like a it's a black with the fiesta trim yeah. color trim yeah like you can see here on our screen right now it's like it looks really cool it kind of looks like the it kind of reminds me of those the statement jerseys right what are the statement jerseys that they had I know it, you know, it reminds me of those the Brooklyn ones where they have like the on they have the outer oh, trim yeah the outer trim that has the different colors like the what is it like a it's like the subway or rectangular like, yeah yeah. Like a, it reminds me of that, but just with Fiesta patterns and colors, and it looks really good. Yep. Then we got the La Familia, which is a Spurs fan decked in a just decked out in Spurs gear and you know Fiesta what? colors. I think if you were to put like a if you were to put a, a beard on this guy, he would look like John, <laughs> <laughs> like John one two three. Shout out to let's actually shout out to John one two three who was there with who we hung out with as well as Zach from the Spurs zone that we contribute with. Yep, and then also uh, Robert who won Robert, some tickets. Who won, who won the tickets. Yeah, oh, shout out to lucky. him, bro. He won the tickets yesterday, right? Yeah, he won them yesterday. Yeah, he won them on Friday. So we got to see him. They all got they all got some at the line stickers too cuz I've been throwing those out. <laughs> uh El Demar from his performance tonight. El Dejante cuz of course he cannot have enough I like the Lost Seventy Sixers one because it's just it's rocky. <laughs> it's the rocky one. You gotta you know you gotta you gotta respect it. I like that one too. It's a good one. L AT and T Center because this is my first time I've been to the AT and T Center since like 2015, and I do I miss it now. Nice. It's a fun venue. It's that venue. It was party. It was party central post game. Yep. Yep. Go what having 
all sorts of Hispanic music, a lot of dancing. How can you not dance to some some Latino music too? Yeah, they were jamming out, and it was really really good music. Then also They're add, a really good band from here from San Antonio. Definitely. Then also add on the Astros game was on too in the background. Fun. They they take a win to tie up the series for World Series. I know this is a basketball t- podcast, but we're going to talk World Series a little bit. Astros tie it two two with an eight to one win. And then my favorite, this is my favorite, El Bayote. El Bayote. El Bayote. It's essentially coyote, but as bat, as Batman. It's the Bat Coyote. His outfits were on fire this tonight. Yeah, he had really good outfits, it's, especially that that uh, poncho one. No, no way. <laughs> it's not like you had the same exact poncho on tonight. Exactly. I will say the because they had the um, El was it La Cultura, La Cultura, La Cultura. See, this is why you I I haven't been to I haven't lived in San Antonio in ten years and we don't speak Spanish up in Dallas. Like we went to the Mexican restaurant earlier and you had to like save my ass just with speaking Spanish and I'm Oh like, yeah. She was nice though. She was nice and happy birthday to her. I for, I didn't get her name. It was her birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to the <laughs> to the lady to check this to out. The lady that helped us that helped us at the uh at the taco shop. What? What, what talking shop so that everyone knows? It was called Los Balitos, and if you guys have heard of it or haven't have heard of it, they got them all over San Antonio. So just uh, you know, Google or Yelp Los Balitos, and, and they're pretty legit. They, so ba- their lemonade is on point. Um, lemonade is on point. Badass quesadillas. Mm-hmm. I saw leftovers because I wasn't able to finish it because it's stuffed meat. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's a, it was a big plate for sure. Get it. Worth it. Uh, but then. Yeah, then we had just a lot of yelling, a lot of us chanting, booing at Marco and chanting El Lani. We were trying to do our best, guys. We were trying to do our best to influence Popovich's decisions. You know what? That's maybe we should something talk about is rotation. Like, what is going <laughs> Let's on go. with the rotation? Why have why has Damari Carroll been DNP and Lonnie just started, you know, getting five minutes this game? It's, what, is, what is your take? It's weird and, yeah, well... Well, Pomp probably trusts Marco because it's a veteran. It's a veteran guy. He can he can do he can bring in some scoring occasionally, and he did show that he had some good assist numbers tonight too. I believe four, but it's just it's a negative on the defense, especially whenever you put him next to Patty. That's just a really weak defensive matchup, and teams can opposing teams can take advantage of that if they really wanted to. Say say the Wizards decided to throw Beal back in suddenly against Marco and Patty. That's a recipe for disaster. And sometimes you were taking, Pop was taking Derek out too, and that was really frustrating as a whole. And there were some plays, Marco, you can make crazy ass circus shots, but you don't have to do it every single damn time. There was one drive that he drove down the lane. He could have had an open, easy layup, but decided to take the random floater. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that was that was he that made was the question. He made the bucket, but I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he you makes ha- it harder on himself to like score. I think. I don't. I why, why are you making it harder? Yeah. <laughs> are you supposed to make this easy? <sighs> I know that there's that frustration of um, from everybody. You know, whenever we see Marco on the floor or Marco on on the floor, and the same thing goes with these these ridiculous lineups of having. You know, we've seen this last year. We saw the lineup of of Patty and Bryn, and we saw how atrocious that was, and then we also saw like the 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 Patty and Marco lineups and, and and those are are just painstaking to watch. And going into the season obviously, um, you know, we have to witness that again and experience it again. And it's just it is really frustrating. But um I've always I've always said, at least this year, I've said that it's gonna be about fifteen games until Lonnie can can take over. It's just like Ty was like you were saying. Um, you know he has Marco has that veteran presence and he understands the uh, he understands the scheme and he understands the plays that needs to happen you know without having to think of it too much but obviously I think tonight was a good was a good indication that Lonnie Lonnie can get it you know he I mean he he changed the momentum of the game in my opinion I think if it wasn't for Lonnie coming in in the fourth um, you know the Spurs would have lost this this game I think he because he brings just aside from from his pure athleticism he brings he brings that pace to the team that is just quick he he brings um you know he can see some open like he can see some open open shots he has that IQ and that vision that court vision yeah so it's just 
you know, he does bring a lot to the table that Marco lacks severely. Yeah, and I we were talking about this during the game too, where I can understand some if that there was a possibility a strategy Pop could have been bringing implementing where he brings Lonnie to close out some quarters or start up some quarters, especially when some of the yard guys are really getting tired because he's athletic, he's fresh, he's young, and doesn't really hurt to have fresh legs out there occasionally, especially against a team that's going against a game that's this that's going this close. I thought it would be better to start kind of start him late in the second quarter to wrap up the first half. That's just fresh legs, it gives you a good little energy boost, and that's kind of what Pop did in the in the in this fourth quarter. Where he kind of throws Lonnie in where he has fresh legs. He's been on the bench the whole night while Bradley Beal has been working his ass off. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's a really good – it's kind of a good strategy if you look at it that way. But it's also frustrating as Spurs fancy and Marco really hurt the team in some aspects as a result. Because it just, it just can't doesn't work that way and it can't work. Yeah, I really like that, that idea of bringing him into um... – to close out, you know, the halves. So the second, the second quarter, bring him in with, five, with you know, eight to ten minutes left, or, um, you know, or for him to close out the entire quarter, and then the same thing in the fourth. You know, if you can, if you can have him in spurts like that, to where he changes up the, the dynamic of the game, um, then and and he's your playmaker. He's the one that's yeah. that's giving you that, um, that pace that you want, that quick pace. Um, then I think it would it would be a fantastic thing. Yeah, and I I really want to see Demari Carroll. That's this is a guy that we saw the Spurs team side, and should be playing a much more of a bigger role than sitting on the bench as a DNP. This guy is has size. He has defensive capabilities, and he's also able to stretch the floor with his size. And he's kind he's kind of like a Thomas Bertans, but with a better with a better size and better defense as a result. Right. Why aren't you playing him? I can understand that he's a new guy, but Lonnie's kind of very similar. There's Trey Lyles is new to the system. Hell. Yeah, but, yeah, he's starting. That's and so point. you can't really use the excuse of, yeah, he, he just doesn't know the system. Trey Lyles came in the same time he did. And it seemed like Carroll was going to have a much bigger role, just according from what we saw at preseason, what we saw from social media, from what he said during press conferences, that he was going to be just kind of a bigger role. He was going to be a role player. But can at least have a decent capability to go in there, and that just has not been the case at all, and it sucks. He should be on that floor more often than than he than not. Yeah, I don't, and that one that one is is the one that kind of bugs me the most because we haven't seen him at all. I mean, I would have really had an issue with you know with not seeing Lonnie today also, um, but not having Carol, especially when you have like a, a guy like. Like Davis Bertange is going off on you. I think da, uh, Demari Carroll would have been perfect person to put on him, um, because we saw sometimes where Bryn Forbes was was paired up um, going against Davis, and it's like that's completely not fair because that's like a four to five, maybe six you know inch difference um, on height. Exactly. And, and, you know, so it it was just that was like oh my gosh that was cringy to, to watch and you have a guy like Damari Carroll on you know on the sideline just waiting there for a chance and an opportunity to impact the game and show you what he can do and you know you don't bring him in so i can definitely see where you know where the frustrations can occur um but he's a savvy veteran he understands so i'm pretty sure that he's you know he's being patient with what he needs to be and you know he'll be ready by the time he's ready to be called upon do you think this rotation expands later into the season or do you think it it kind of stays similar but just with player swap swapping out i think it's going to be if anything if anything you can say that it's going to expand just because you'll swap your players you know i think marco I don't think Marco's ever going to be benched and have a DNP um, unless he gets traded, um, and um, and so obviously you add in Lonnie into that rotation in Marco's spot, um, or you know you start playing some of these guys a little bit less. Um, like if Rudy needs to get a little bit more rest, if uh, if LA needs to get a little bit more rest, then you can bring in Demari Carroll there, and and you can you know give him give him some burn. 
Uh, and, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think they just they need to swap some of these players. Marco needs to sit a little bit more. Patty needs to sit a little bit more, and kind of give those minutes to um, to Lonnie and Damari. Yeah, and it looks like that this is a ten man rotation currently. Then you add on Lonnie, that makes it kind of eleven men. But with people getting the majority of minutes, it looks like it's a ten man rotation. Fortunately, Marco is the one that gets the second least amount of minutes tonight. So I don't think. But it seems like the. Even though he's on there for 12 minutes, I felt like he was on there for much longer than he should have been. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it, those 12 minutes seemed really long. Uh, <laughs> Spurs fans, especially us yelling at, yelling at like Rudy Gay's on the damn court, not this guy. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just, it's kind of frustrating to see to see like Marco um, in person because you're you're seeing him do like flail around. <laughs> and try to try to score and just like damn it why don't you just shoot the ball like a normal damn person like just give me the freaking three instead of you know shifting your body and doing weird ass angles shooting off balance taking a floater instead of an open drive to the hoop right exactly it's just it's it's, it's frustrating a little bit it is i think we were getting some weird looks because we were booing our own <laughs> i know yeah people were like what the hell you're they're boo- they're booing us because we're <laughs> we were booing marco <laughs> It was fun, <laughs> and I think I think we even had someone like eventually join us. Yeah, and eventually, yeah, eventually it got it got to the point where where we where I, people were understanding why we were doing what we were doing. I think I heard someone boo with us at one point. <laughs> it was fun, but there was a lot though tonight, and I think it's good. I think this team is really coming to its own though. I think it, stuff is coming a bit more clear. Stuff will still adjust. This is only game number two, and we're really diving deep so far, and I. But it's the team has shown the bright spots, and I think those bright spots are really promising, especially in this current West. But the next challenge, I think, this challenge for the Spurs is going to come up in their next games, at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you got the Trailblazers on Monday, and that they'll be coming off a double double because they'll be playing in in Dallas on Sunday, which. That could easy that me can be promising. They're one on one currently. They are that's still a decent team in the West. You still got a def, you got a one, probably one of the best guard combos for an offensive team in CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think uh, this next Portland this next Portland game is going to be a good litmus lit, lit test of um, of not only Dejounte's defensive capabilities but also Derek. But I think Popovich, I think uh, the lineup is going to have to be much, much tighter. The rotations are going to have to be much cleaner, um, and he's going to have to he's going to have to coach this one because this is going to be, I mean, Dame and CJ, the Trailblazers just have a lot of firepower, and especially with now that they have Hassan Whiteside, um, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a really really tough battle. This might be the first loss that they have. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's gonna come out in Spurs' favor, but it's it's gonna be a battle. For it sure. depends on those rotations, in my opinion. If right. you, since you are having a big offensive duo in CJ and Dame, that this would be a good time to start Derek and Dejounte next to each other. Yeah, you kind of will be missing some firepower that that Bren brings, but imagine him coming off the bench and scoring like he he has before. This is a, this is gonna be an offensive powerhouse, and then I think Lamarcus, Trey, Trey uh, Lyles, and Pirtle are gonna have a big test with Hassan Whiteside, playing it, playing it down low, so they gotta be they gotta be prepared for the challenge. This is gonna be a good team, and it has some good depth as well, and as we've seen, this bench, this Spurs bench can still show up. Well, I think the the biggest thing about this is we have to keep into consideration that Dejounte is currently on injury uh, on load management. Um, so he's on restricted minutes. Um, so we might see if they do go that the, the Dejounte Derek White lineup. Um, I would expect Bryn, uh, Dejounte to go out first, and then they would bring in Bryn, um, which wouldn't be bad. I mean, because shout out to Bryn Forbes, he's doing pretty well on the defensive side. Um, you know, we saw him a couple of times today um, have some pretty good defensive plays. So you know, it's not he's not a turnstile like like he used to be. Um, but yeah, I think it would be really, really interesting to throw that Dejounte Derek White lineup out there, and see what they can do. Um, and then, like I said, bring out Dejounte towards the end of the first, so that way you can bring him in later. You kind of want to match their 
um, their rotations with uh, with CJ and and Dame, and make sure you have one of your guard defenders or your best guard defenders out when or um, on the floor when they are on the floor as well. Exactly, and it and I think it, we saw that we finally got that Derek Dejounte lineup in the very the, the very last possession for this Wizards game. And look what happened. They they had a defensive stop. Yeah, it might have been a foul, but still, it was not a foul, Ty. It I don't was, know. I don't know. It was kind of you go if you it's go a kind of a mixed bag. Straight up, it's not a foul. I felt like he. I felt like Derek slapped his wrist near the end, near when he was coming down. Derek didn't slap his wrist. That's just what I'm thinking. No, Derek didn't do no such thing. But yeah, but going back to Dejounte, he only played 20, 23 minutes. Full of shit. <laughs> but Dejounte only played twenty three minutes, like. He said he's kind of on that restricted, especially when Forbes, DeRozan, and LMA are all playing thirty minutes. Right. So it kind it kind of it's kind of a sore thumb, especially it's just kind of sticking out where you see that Murray is not playing in very key key minutes. He isn't playing in that later in that fo- whole fourth quarter mainly. He played in, with Lonnie in the beginning, but in like the last five minutes, he didn't never he didn't he didn't get a appearance on the court. That's when Derek showed up. Derek did a really good job of holding Bradley Beal back, but still, you need your you need your best player out there. Dejounte is probably one of the be- is the second best player on this team. If Demar if De- if Demar isn't going off like he did tonight, man, I don't know. That, that's a good conversation to have. Like, who would be the best player on the Spurs team? Obviously, you would say. Or obviously, you know, you can easily say one of the top three or one of the big three, either Lamarcus, Demar, or or Murray. Um, because like for example, tonight Lamarcus had a, a stat line of twenty seven nine and you know and three and one block and one steal, and DeRozan had twenty six four three two and one. Um, like it's obvious that these three are the key are those are the big the, three quote unquote they're big three. These are the biggest. These are the biggest guys on this team, and that's no question. Right. It just depends on how you rank them, and I think that might be on a nightly basis, just depending on how everyone's play is, what the matchup is, and just depending on how they're playing. Lamarcus is always solid. That's why I always give him. I always put him first in my rankings. If I, he's number one, he's the number one option on this team. He's always showing up. He's playing. Night in, night out, and he's always going to give you a good performance no matter what. 27 points like tonight, nearly nine nine rebounds, some good three assists. He, and also, he, he pulled out two three-pointers out of, his, out of nowhere, too, and yeah. drained him. That was, yeah, that was, that was badass when that happened in person. It's, it's badass when you see some player that doesn't really take three-pointers and drain them. It's really interesting. Uh, DeJounte did take three attempts, but he didn't make any, which... Kind of sucks, and Demar did, took no attempts, but he was kind of working more inside, and I don't blame him, especially whenever he went five for six in that fourth quarter. So I'll take, I'll let him, I'll let him have that one for tonight. Mm-hmm. It's, but overall, this I think it was a good game though. It's a good game overall. Well, they were sloppy. Um, you know, I don't think they should have. I don't think the Washington Wizards should have even been remotely close to giving them the competition that they gave them today. Um, they let up. They gave sixty points in the first half, which is ridiculous. Um, and so I, I think they they still got a lot of work to do. But like I said earlier, I think the fact that they're pulling out these wins. You know they're still grinding it all the way to the end, and they're still they're not giving up. Not giving up Show, turnovers tonight either. Right, not giving up turnovers shows not a lot, not just only on the team, but also about the personnel. So, uh, like Dejounte, for example, like he just brings a completely different complexion to the team that we didn't have last year. Definitely. All right. So, do you have any last words on this performance tonight by the Spurs? Besides, they're showing up, they're winning these games. At least, make make it up for some sloppy play. No, I think uh, I think we we got it all. Um, I just I, I hope, like I said, next game um, everybody tightens up a little bit more because it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be the the biggest test thus far in this early early this early ne- this young next, season. This next week looks pretty hellish for them. You got the, you got the you got the Blazers on Monday. On Thursday, you go against the Clippers in L.A. Then you go up against kind of a warrior squad. I think that should be an easy win for them. 
because this Warrior squad has no bench. I mean, obviously, this is still gonna be it's still gonna be a tough t- a tough game, but yeah, it should be uh, an easier as compared to their ones before. And then on Sunday, you have you have to go up against the Lakers, which that's as much as we as I like to shit talk about the Lakers, they are still a challenging matchup. Yeah, so a lot of I mean, they're gonna be going up against actual playoff teams these next couple of games. So that's why I'm saying that they they really have to have to tighten up because. They can't mess around these these next two games. Definitely. All right, so you can follow us on Twitter. You can check out all our great adventures at at the AT&T Center for this Saturday. You can find that at, at the Lion Pond. You can also figure out our personal Twitters. That's Mac Pen Media for good old Mac, and then Ty Yeager Radio for me. You can find all our broadcast pictures. Me photobombing photobombing the the broadcast crew. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Just chanting lining, shit like that. Uh, make sure to go visit AtTheLinePodcast.com for all the merchandise. You can get your own hoodie that you got to, guys got to see on TV. We're big time now, baby. We're big time. <laughs> Free air time. Hey, hey, when people are tweeting at me and send me screen grabs of us on TV. That's a good point. Big. It worked. It, it worked? It worked. I told you. <laughs> I fucking told you. It did work. It did work. You're right. Fucking told you. what I say? Uh, make sure... Make sure to visit the Spur Zone because at the line is brought to you by the amazing Spur Zone. You can find all our you can find all our content. I have a mailbox coming mailbox coming out soon of your questions. If if you have any questions for the mailbox, send them to me again at Tiger Radio and make sure to put the hashtag SZ Mailbox on them. Besides that, just make sure you follow all our social media. Make sure you visit our website. You can find us on wherever you find your podcast, of course. And then, we look out for Twitter. We got a lot more content coming out. We are full swing. This is our season. We are ready. This team is. We're finally in person. This is. <laughs> this is. This thing's all set, and we are happy to bring you guys the content that we are bringing. Absolutely. All right. Any last words? No. All I gotta say is, uh, we miss you, Bertans. We like you here, and uh, screw you, Mook Morris. Again, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I started, chill- I started yelling, "Fuck you, Moors!" Yeah, and even though you weren't even there, but we're gonna get some water. We're gonna get some rest. I gotta go fly back. I might actually <laughs> go to the Bla- Blazers Mavs game. <laughs> I know two NBA games in two nights. That's legit. It might be it. fun if, if I you, get t- if I get tickets. If you can do it, go for it. It might not be as good as their, t- their seats tonight, but oh well. All right, that does it for us here on at the line. You guys stay safe. Stay. Go Spurs, go. Keep cheering, and we'll see you guys next time.